What is going on guys? Dando here. Now, before we get into today's review of Girly Edition, what I say, it's a very good review. Very, very fun times were had. There were fun times not being had outside the room. Well, they were at the start, but not towards the end of when we were recording, the recording session. So, in the background throughout this podcast, you may or may not hear Nicola and Elliot playing their mama lion, baby lion game. A uh, bit of screaming, bit of laughing carrying on. But towards the end there, Elliot absolutely lost his mind. So, what that means is there was... We had to wrap it up a bit quickly. So there was there was no uh, what did you learn with the it was just a bit a bit of a shambles. not a shambles towards the end, but we just had to sort of rush it towards the end because Nicola uh, not Nicola well she was at some points, but Elliot was losing his mind. So if you can hear Elliot crying towards the end, I apologise. It got so bad that even Mitch and I had to acknowledge it on the podcast because it was it was pretty outrageous. He was not in a good way, the poor little dude. But that's fine. Um, I've done my best to try and mute out as much as I can. But if you do hear it, I apologize. I do pride myself on the uh, on the production values of this show. So if you do hear some background noise, don't worry about it. It won't happen too often. I promise you that. Also, before we get into today's podcast, I need to say this is going to be brought to you by our big sisters here on Patreon. We have Jordan Ritchie, Tom Wilford, and our new big sister, Ross Frazier. $20 patrons, get their name read out. They are a brought to you sponsor here on Four Finger Discount. We don't have any actually business sponsors. This show is run by you guys, you guys, the patrons, that support the show and keep the show going. So thank you so much, guys. Alrighty, let's get into our review of Girly Edition. Hope you enjoy. Right. This isn't right at all. I'll have to eat my way out. Ah, it's terrible. My shark! My beautiful shark! Oh, and I just got it the way I like it! <laughs> you did the spark, Simpson! The man knows quality work. This time you're in for it, Bart! <laughs> What's he gonna do? I'll kill ya! <laughs> Alright, back on the stretcher. Four finger discount, dude! Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to review Girly Edition. I am Dando. I am Mitch. And before we get into any sort of review, mm-hmm. this is like a little bit of a farewell for a, a few weeks. It is, yeah. That we should uh, cover off. So I am flying out for Europe in two days' time. Uh, so this is the last sort of proper review that you're going to get for the season for a little bit. We've got some other uh, content, some other episodes that we'll be throwing up. So it's not like Four Finger Discount is going away entirely. I figured we'd throw some exclusive patron stuff that people didn't get access to. We'll throw it out for free. Yep. Like yep. A, I'm thinking maybe a review of Trilogy of Error. Yeah, let's go back into the archives a little bit and throw some stuff out there. Yeah. Just so people don't forget who we are. We yeah. don't want them to you know forget our voices or unsubscribe. Heaven forbid. Um, if we, you we want, did, we did if get you go in by a patron, if you do one week off, everyone will stop listening. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Will they stop listening? You, one week of no content. I don't know. Did people stop watching Game of Thrones because they had two years off? I think they I, well, they I, certainly didn't like the show anymore. They didn't like it anymore, but that's because they changed the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, I mean, change the show is the wrong. Anyway, we got yeah extended mailbags, interviews with cast and crew. Uh, Bonus reviews that you haven't heard before, mm-hmm. so yeah, listen for that one. But yeah, see you excited. Musical Cheers. compilation of Mitch Grinter. Is what? that going to happen? No, well, we spoke about it. 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah, then no, that's not happening yet. No, okay. That's in the works. We haven't booked the studio yet. Yeah. Um, two days. I didn't realize it was so soon. I thought it was like Sunday morning. Yeah, no, no, no. Friday. Friday, Friday morning. So we're recording this on the 3rd of July. Mm-hmm. So whenever you listen to this, you fly in the 5th. Yeah. Flying straight to London, I'm assuming? No, no. Manchester. Manchester? Yeah. For That's biz- I didn't know they did international flights. Uh, Sounds yeah. stupid. Yeah, they yeah. do. Um, flying in there for Australia, South Africa at Old Trafford oh. and then down to London. So it's just a very short, it's the weekend in Manchester. Um get in on the Friday night and we leave for London Sunday lunchtime. You know what you should do is when you're there, give a Bart Simpson-esque uh, sportscast or even a Nelson of the cricket game. Yeah, I could potentially do that. Just or, arm farts from the <laughs> from the boundary Or in, interview the, uh, <laughs> that'd be great, interview the old guy sitting there and his budgie smug, uh, smugglers, one of Mitch's people. Mm. I wonder if I Make up f- a story of, for him. Does, uh, give so, him a history. Does Sir <laughs> Alex Ferguson still live in Manchester? Did he ever live in Manchester? I, no I presume idea. he did at some point. I don't even know if he's alive, but you know. Mitch's people. I'll try to find one of the ex-Manchester players. <laughs> Who was your favourite of Bart's people? It's hard to go past the guy with the ducks. The duck pond, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was this pond. <laughs> <laughs> Some say they flew to Canada Others say Toronto Others still say that he used to sit at this park over here <laughs> It's really, really good I thought Bart was hilarious One man, fun. no ducks The funniest he's been in a long time uh, Yeah, Because he wasn't being Bart, in my opinion That wasn't no, he was putting on a show Yeah Yeah, like he was still Yeah, it was like a way to have him not be normal Bart But still be Bart at the same time Like without it feeling like they'd changed the character Because you I really loved watching him fall down the well of celebrity as well Um, (laughs) Not to trample all over favourite moments But one of my shout outs was Bart's letter opener I was about to say (laughs) (laughs) That's so great An electric letter opener. <laughs> uh, do you think people actually use that back in the day? Oh, they must have. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like they, it's not like I'm not the opening this with my hands. Yeah. It's not like the Simpsons invented this. It just would have been one of those elaborate celebrity things. Like um, uh, the King, the Graham Kennedy biopic that starred Stephen Curry. There's a mm. great scene in that where he gets a fax machine. And I can't remember. Like it. it's just one of those things where, you know, the peak of celebrity and here's the new technology that you get. It's really funny and antiquated now. I was obsessed with Graham Kennedy growing up. I just, oh, really? He's just an absolute legend. Like, I idolised yeah. him. I wanted to be him. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, this was one of those, he was one of those guys that I didn't really get into until that movie came out. Okay, no, I, I was so pumped for that movie coming out. Yeah. When I was about maybe 13, 14, I remember my nan had blankety blanks on a DVD. Okay, yep. And I remember watching it going, this guy's... Of course it was your nan. Yeah, it's yeah. everyone's nan that yeah. had blankety blanks. And then they started playing all the specials, Burt Newton and Graham Kennedy specials yep. on Channel 9. I was like, this guy's an absolute legend. Oh, yeah. he was. Just the sort of... He's the, he's the best TV presenter Australia's ever had. Yeah, it's the sort of creativity that it's so... Oh, that was me, sorry. Right. Slabs on Dando. It's so um, it's so painful to watch TV after you've watched him because you're like, here's a guy that when TV was new, understood that it was boring as batshit mm-hmm. to just stand in front of a camera and that you had to come up with something to do. And yet here we are 60 years later and most TV is just people standing in front of the camera. You're like, have you learned nothing? <laughs> <laughs> but he, because so, he's famous for doing the, the crow call, saying, yeah. fuck, yeah. Well, you pretend to be a crow. Mm. People back then, he was criticised, taken off TV, mm. how dare he, who does he think he is? He'd be applauded if he did that shit now. Yeah, of course he would. But you know, it was a, you know, it's a different time. And what, it was the 1960s, I reckon yeah. he did that? But Maybe the 70s? thing is, he wouldn't do it now because that wouldn't be pushing the envelope. Yeah. Like, you know, if you took Graham Kennedy into the future, he'd find something more fucked up yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Which is scary to think what that it might is. be. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Newman tried it. Thank, thank <laughs> God Graham Kennedy existed when he did. So we can look back at him with nostalgia. And he, you know, we never got to see the Graham Kennedy molestation sketch. Or, the, <laughs> or something like the that. The Graham Kennedy blackface or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, that's... That uh, was a thing on Hey Hate Saturday. Remember when yeah, Harry Connor Harry Jr.? Harry Connor Jr. didn't... Oof, that was, was, that's some awkward television. Yeah, well, you know, he was a prominent black musician, Harry Connick Jr. You don't, you don't go in blackface in front of him. But it was... You can't go on television and do that. No. No, you can't. <laughs> but, but you not even that. You can't even go... As, Australia's you, society just accepted it. You though. can't even go on an end-of-season footy trip in blackface these days. No. Because, you know, someone will take a photo and you end up on the front page and you'll be fired. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, girly edition. Did you enjoy it? I, I really enjoyed it. I, I the, the mojo plot wasn't as prominent as I remember. No, it being. I I honestly wrote that the mojo plot it's not even a plot. No, it's the worst B plot they've ever had. I think. Oh, I wouldn't say it's the that, worst because there's been worse stories. It's in regards to being a plot. It's it's the least prominent from a critical point of view. From a, a from a story should have an A, a B, like a beginning, a middle, and yeah. end. It's got nothing. It's not a plot. Homer gets a monkey. The He makes the monkey fat. He gives the monkey back. Yeah. That is all the plot is. The it's end, got the, some funny moments and pray for Mojo and that sort of thing. So the, end, the end of it's pretty lame. Just sort of dumping him on the doorstep and leaving him mm. for dead. It's like, yeah. I just love the, eh, tell him Marge to go away. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I said, it does, have funny, it does have funny moments. One of my favorite moments from the episode yeah. came from... The mojo plot, and okay. it's just Homer with his. Is there a problem, honey? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so blase about bringing a monkey home. I love him stealing the donuts, throwing one on the ground. I'm not eating off the ground yep. like an animal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but my biggest thing about the this episode and what I really like about it, and it's not just what I like about this; it's what I like about something like. Movies like Broadcast News and Network or TV shows like Frontline and, you know, this episode. It is amazing when you watch a show from the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, whenever they... Even you go back as far as the 40s or or whenever His Girl Friday came out. Whenever someone skewers the media, particularly news and current affairs, the jokes that they were making 30 years ago are every bit as relevant as 100%. the jokes you would make today. Like yep. that is an industry that has not evolved one little Radio bit. hasn't either. No. Yeah, definitely. Radio is exactly the same. Like they are, they just dress, they, they might dress it slightly differently, but that's pretty much it. I feel like the last time there was a real shift in radio, because we're so far behind in Australia, but when uh, maybe, oh God, name, uh, curly hair, most popular. Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Fuck me. I, I used to love the guy. It's one of the reasons I got into radio. He, I thought we were talking about Australians. No, for no, a no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, he, he pushed the envelope. Something shocking. Sam, he's um, actually a really funny guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he is. But Howard Stern, he changed radio. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and we've never had anyone. Kyle Sandlands likes to try and be Howard no, Stern. He's not. But he's not at all. Way. No, no. Because Howard Stern is intelligent and has some humanity going on. Um, yeah, and whilst they're a bit cliche now, I will say that uh, Hamish and Andy are the best radio presenters Australia's had in decades since Martin Malloy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've just they've got their formula and they do it better than anybody else. They don't do mm. necessarily do anything different. They just do it well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're actually no, funny. nothing ever feels forced with Hamish and Andy. No, yeah. it feels like they've just turned on the mics and gone. All right, what are we yeah. doing today? All right, let's just wing it. But that's digressing a long way away from where we were talking about. But uh, like, it's more that. I just love that, yeah, the the way news these days, and all days, news has never been about news. Like, commercial news has never been about news. It's been about making people watch so we can sp- sell ad space. One of my favorite moments is a quote from, uh, it's what, how Brockman, uh, Brockman's description of human interest stories. 
they tug at the heart and fog the mind. Yeah. <laughs> just perfect. Yeah. But it's the reason I can't watch current affair programs. Because oh, yeah. I have to keep calling it out. And Nicholas like, just shut up and watch. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. No, it's a web of lies. <laughs> I always think it's designed to the, for Gogglebox. I always think back to the great Frontline episode where there's a siege and Martin to start like the police have set up a cordon and in which one? Sorry, Frontline. Frontline. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Martin Stasio, um, played by Terrell, uh, is it Terrell Moyer? I think I, I can never remember how to pronounce his name, but the lawyer from the castle. Mm. Yeah. Um, so he's miles away from the house, but it's dark, so he crouches. Um, okay. They're like, "What are you crouching for?" It's like, "So it looks like I'm in danger." <laughs> <laughs> And the I'm going to picture it too. The cameraman's like, you're in, uh, like mockingly, he's like, yeah, right. You want a flak jacket as well? He's like, that's actually a good idea. Go get me a flak jacket. <laughs> Wasn't there a guy that like got in trouble for a reporter for making out like he was in the middle of a, a battle over in, um, oh, in, the in, in Afghanistan or something? Yes, I forget his name. A US reporter, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretend like he was in the middle of an actual Yeah, I, I'm loose on the details, but something along those lines yeah. definitely But happened. that kind of thing. Today, but, today, that's tonight, meant to be real news, though. Today Tonight once pretended they were in a different country. I think they it was, did. Was, um, was it over Skase? I'm I, sure it was the thing of like Skase was in Mallorca and they pretended to be in Mallorca, yeah. but they weren't. Wow. Yeah. Which is exactly like... That's uh, what they would do. Yeah, this is the stuff. And this is why I love this sort of episode. Because it just, you know, it, it's all... Everything old is new again. It's always true. It will... And it seems like it will always be true. And there'll always be one story, at least once a year, about an old guy who still runs a milk bar somewhere in Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but then Lisa represents the kind of idealistic... I'm sure that 99% of people don't get into journalism to become what journalism is. Mm. They get into it thinking they're going to change the world. Yeah. And, you know, pretty soon afterwards they find That's out impossible. that they're not going to get employed trying to change the world. Yeah. So they have to go down the path of sensationalizing. I don't think Lisa was very likable in this. Uh, she... she had moments. I really loved her inspiring, like trying to inspire the troops. Like kids are waking up from naps, hungry for the news. Yeah. <laughs> but she becomes so petty and... Jealous as soon as Bart gets any attention. Yeah, Bart's, Bart's just being himself, which is what they ask him to be. That's I, a common Lisa trait, though. That, yeah, you know, it's her show, and then suddenly she gets sidelined from. Is it, it. her? Sh- she's the host. It's not her show, though. In her eyes, it is. That's what I mean, though. She, and it started as hers. She starts as an anchor, and then after one episode, she's suddenly the co-anchor. Because she's not good at it, or she's not. Well, no, she is. The, the, but the purpose she's of the show was to get ratings, wasn't it? Or was it just because they wanted to get education into the program? Because um, education. Well, it's yeah. So. It started three, three hours and ten minutes of quality programming. It started as there's not enough education. Thanks for uh, ruining my first trivia question. Oh shit! <laughs> um, it started as there's not enough quality education for the kids. So, no, like Lisa is very right in a way here that she's been brought in with the original mandate of we need to deliver news for kids by kids, yeah. and then that very turns very quickly turns into screw the news, let's do what's entertaining. <laughs> so she's got a right to be upset. Did you remember a show called Behind the News? Yeah, um, BTN. Oh, how kids. great was that show? Yeah. Uh, it was news for kids. Mm. I used to always think of that show when I was watching this. Yeah. Although it wasn't as sensationalized. It was actually news. I think it was pretty heavily left-leaning, but yeah. It, but it was just, it was news actually, that would interest kids. I remember Behind the News doing a scare story about the GST. A scare story? Yeah, there was a lot of reports about all the other... Com- when the GST was coming into Australia... Like the judges... Like, dun, dun. There was a lot of reports about other countries that had brought it in and how the GST was going through the roof. Um, that was, That's the only story the I ever remember. Tax system. What's that? Sorry? In the tax system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what was your other favourite moments from the episode? Um, the length of 
Lisa's standing there dejected when the old Union Pacific comes through. Oh, it's so great. That's just amazing. And then the, the throwback to the cat lady following yeah, the cat her. cat lady coming in. <laughs> her really first good. appearance ever. Cat lady. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but my absolute favourite moment, it's just a really good one-liner from Smithers. It's the Smithers. Do you think maybe my power plant killed those ducks? There's no maybe about it, sir. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> it was less like the excellent. I mean, didn't yeah. need it. No. Yeah. It, like, that was fine. But it was just the how flatly he's like, well, there's no maybe about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at this point, though, Smithers doesn't really care about calling Burns out for his bullshit anymore. Mm. Like, no. it was, was it last week? I oh, know he was putting up with it, I guess, last week yeah. when, when Burns was sort of well, making fun of his cooking or something. Oh, yeah. The Trouble with yeah. Trilliums. He's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I, why bother. I bother. Yeah. Uh, my favorite moment, I love Bart's delivery when he's reading the newspaper. And he's like, all right, don't go to the comics. Read the newspaper. Yeah. Supreme Court reverses. Oh! <laughs> Three words in. <laughs> and just the delivery of, I'm Bart Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. Actually, Actually, it was great. I was going to say that um, the Kent Cares section is basically just Ray Martin's career. Oh, yes, 100%. Yeah, for like super local Australian reference, because I don't imagine Ray has got a big uh, following outside of Australia. He's but, got a very famous haircut. Yeah. Um, I remember Tony Martin, uh, Martin Malloy did like a sketch of, you know, because um, he used to do like, it was, I can't remember the name of his show, but it would be like Ray just interviewing farmers and salt of the earth people. Like a segment on a current affair? I th- no, I think he did it as a separate show. Oh, okay. And ran as a special, but it was like, and he did This Is Your Life and all that sort of thing. No, Mike Munro. Oh, that, that was Mike Munro. Yeah. No, I reckon Ray started it. I don't think so. Mike Munro's pretty synonymous with This Is Your Life. It's, uh, it's Mike's gig. Ray definitely did. He maybe, maybe he did a reboot of it or something. That's what I thought. I thought Mike. Yeah, no, definitely. He, well, Ray Martin, This Is Your Life. Yeah, I think he. I know Ray had an episode based on him, but I'm pretty sure it was always Mike's gig, unless they rebooted it that I'm not aware of. But I'm, th- I'm just turning to Wikipedia. Did you used to watch that show? No. I used to watch it occasionally when they had sports stars on. But it was just, I don't, you watch it now and it's like, they're just getting their friends to come out. Yeah. They probably saw them last week. <laughs> like, what, what, how was this a television show? A, the 12th Man did um, Bill Laurie, This Is Your Life. A fan. Oh, actually, yeah. And, and that was Mike Munro now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so, yep, stand corrected. Uh, but in that, so it was Bill Laurie and the like, yeah. you know. Um, Famous cricketer. Yeah, Copy we've that. got special special uh, appearance from Don Bradman who's recorded a message for you. It's just, Hello. And then cuts to Bill. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they used to do, didn't they? Hi, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> remember me? Yeah. And it would always be awkward when it was live and they didn't remember the voice. It's your ex-wife. <laughs> what? <laughs> didn't they used to do a version of it that was just normal people as well? Oh, I don't Who know. Who knows? Anyway. But uh, I also love the throwback. So, Millhouse is coming back from... Or well, you see the end of his story where he says... So by waking up a little early and having some extra sheets handy, no one's the what? No one's none no the, wiser. the wiser. And then it cuts back to uh, it cuts to soiled mattresses, and then him. Yeah, <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah, because the next story was disposing of the evidence. Yes, yeah, I was going to say because yeah. tomorrow's destroying the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they are oh, my favourites. Um, my my overall uh, like another thing that I wrote about this episode is that overall it's an episode that could fit in season three, season four. Apart parts from it, except for the mojo parts part. of it, yes. Apart from mojo and apart from like, there's other little awkward bits of timing, like uh, and well, Bart addressing the camera with "That's got to hurt." Like, who's he talking to there? 
He's talking to the camera because... But they're not recording. Oh, it's off the air, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay, good point. Like, yeah. the, like little things like that. I was like, ah, that, that doesn't... I'm pretty sure they did that kind right. of stuff earlier on. Not as much. Maybe no, maybe not season three. I don't think so. Yeah, because they're supposed to exist in their own reality. Not like a breaking the fourth wall, addressing the camera the type thing. It's the Halloween episode. I know, but it's different. It's a news report, so it's live. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, good point. Was that the only one where that happens? Or? Uh, that was one of the main things that I... Yeah. Yeah. One of the main things that just didn't... It just pulled me out of the reality of the episode a little bit. I like that they leave enough time between the Willy moments as well to sort of... You forget yeah. that Bart did that to Willy. It also gives enough time to believe that Willy has exactly descended into living in the tip and just built this campaign of rage yeah. in his own head. Now, I was going to say I, I liked Bart when he becomes the news reporter. Mm. At the start, though, he's very bratty, unnecessarily destroying Willie's house and no one wants to help Willie. Not showing just... any remorse for it whatsoever. No, no, not at all. And whilst it's unrealistic with the shack exploding with mm. the cream corn. Oh, it... sorry. I just remembered another favourite moment of mine. Okay. It was Willie going Scottish. through the yeah going yeah. through the radio station. It's really good. It's yeah. a different bagpipe music. This one had a lot of favourite moments. I thought, I'm just going to pick a couple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's no remorse. But no one helped Willie either. Well, so Willie's shack got exploded. Skinner didn't go, you know what, Willie can stay with me until you find a new place. No, that much I believe. <laughs> That's not very nice. No one's ever gone out of their way. I'm just saying I don't like it. No one's ever gone out of their way to help Willie. It's believable, but I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. It's understandable to not like it as a human. <laughs> Meshack, I just got it the way I like it. <laughs> From this day forward, your name shall be... New names for the episode. Yeah. I created one then realized it's already been used by The Simpsons for a later episode, Fraudcast News. Oh, bad luck. Um, Alistair Danik had Broadcast Blues, mm-hmm. Kine and Mugford with Curious Mojo, uh, oh, Tom Hoare, um, I don't know if my voice has recovered well enough to sing, or I mean, you, when it's fully... you could argue that it's never been there, uh, <laughs> Willie's Shack is a little old place we can fill with cream corn, corn shack, baby corn shack, uh, and I just went with if he spoon feeds at Leeds. Not bad. So you got you only read out three there. You should do top five of the new names. We got less suggestions. Oh, we cut down. Year. To, okay. Oh, this year, this episode, uh, and a lot of the others were sort of double ups and okay. that sort of thing. Fair enough. Alrighty. Well, if you combine our two with their three, that's five. There's five. That's five. Us being one and two. Mm-hmm. Note, listeners. Joint. I pointed to Mitch for one. Joint, joint one and two. And then, so I guess the the next best is third. <laughs> Thank you, patrons, for contributing to the new name segment. Now, Mitch, it's time for next question. You there, eating the paste. I've already ruined one of yours. Yeah, so, um, so let me try to think of a different one on the fly while you start. Okay. First question is, how many times does Nelson do the fart sound? Oh. Somehow I already knew this. I reckon it's like three to the first camera and then he turns eight. That's 15. Oh, wow. Yeah. It goes on a long time. So basically the reason I knew that is because that used to be the commercial for Fox 8 when they were plugging the Simpsons oh, okay. Super Weekends. So every time he'd do the fart sound, different texts would appear in the TV. Did you ever... Like someone would speak to you and be like, quiet, mom. <laughs> the, Nelson, the Nelson's farting. Yeah. <laughs> um, off the top of my head, how many golden quaffs did Kemp Brockman win? Oh, four. Yeah, it was four. That was just a guess. Pure guess. <laughs> it must be in my mind somewhere. Uh, what does Brockman name the horse that he jumps on and rides on the carousel? And what color oh, was it? Blackie. Old Blackie. And it was not black. It was silver, maybe? I was going to say either silver or like a light blue. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yep. Well done. How many times was Apu shot? Eight? Six. Six, fuck. That was another guess. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, what song does the carousel play? It's a bit harder, this one. Hmm. It's the, they, they say the name Hang of the on. song. 
what song does the carousel play or what song plays over the top of it? Oh, sorry, over the, the news. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like sorry. Turn, Turn, Turn. Turn, 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 yeah. By, oh, who sings that? They oh. fly. The birds? The birds. Hey. Well done. Thank Got you. Uh, and my final question, what number episode of Kent Cares was the carousel? Oh, 100 and something? No, no. So it was 47. 47, okay. Well, there you have it. That is our trivia for the week. Now, Patreon mailbag, do we have one this week? Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I did start one up. Do you want to jump into the cool. Facebook page? Let's jump on. Because I noticed that you had been sidetracked by Father Judy's ISU. Father Judy's and sick. I've been off work for two days. Yeah. Oh, you unwell. Um, yeah. Is that my fault? Did I, I breathe th- on your microphone? <laughs> were you getting the sweats at night thinking that you were really warm and hot? No. I'm thinking you were cold when you are actually really hot? No, to be fair, I, I did not have any... <laughs> someone actually posted... Um, Sounds gross. I had the sweats. Yeah. <laughs> someone, someone posted asking if it's possible to get sick from listening to a podcast. I did see that. My voice was that bad. Oh, it was not good. That um, edit was just terrible. No. But as we... So, I mean, a little bit of backstory. So, we'd mentioned... You had actually said, do you want to do this tomorrow? Because I hate it when people have got a bad voice on a podcast. By tomorrow, I had zero voice. Yeah. So... Lucky it, that we did it. Yeah. If we didn't get in then, we weren't going to be getting an episode up no. that week. And at this rate, when the fact that you're leaving in two days, it would have been bad news for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be no been shows rough. for a month. No. I'll tell the children there'll be no podcast this month. I saw someone made a meme saying, just letting you know, the, the center box came in. There will be a hospital. The next thing's kids celebrating with the people. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's really good. Oh, that'd be great. So those Homer and Mo memes, they should, like, if we could get one with the guy looking down at, like, you know, uh, the, the construction guy in the position of Mo and a cinder block yes. over Mo's face looking back up. I'll make that tonight. That'd be fantastic. How, did you see the Mario one I put up today? Yeah. <laughs> How good is that? I would yeah. play Mo Kart. That was, yeah. There, there oh, should be a Simpsons Mario Kart Nick, esque. Nick Barbaro game. pointed out you missed out, uh, missed a trick there. Mario Kart. I thought about it. I thought, uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, okay. But I, I anyway. didn't think of that. Yeah, anyway. There's actually a f- three really interesting ones and one, one, and one thought out one. one. <laughs> no, one thought out one. So we'll leave that okay. one to last. So I'm going to ask, what helper animal would you choose if you had the option? Ooh, what type of animal? Um,. Okay, so should we rule out dogs? Like, should we go for something more The exotic? obvious ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, but they've got to be able to be trained to be helper Okay, animals. A bear. A black bear. A giant bear. That's cuddly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about a panda bear? Not maybe? a giant bear. I don't want it to be... Oh, maybe taller than me for high shelves. No, but I was thinking a black bear, six foot. Hmm. Okay. They would give great cuddles. They would. Like, um, preferably... I mean, the the... the with 100% guarantee that it's never going to kill me yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or any of mine. Yes. Yeah. What about... It a, could kill others. It could do my bidding. A lion would be pretty great. What's a lion going to do for you that you can't do for yourself? Other than protect kill you. people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you imagine a bear... A giraffe can reach high things. If you've got a bear in your house, you're never going to have an issue opening jars again in your life. I don't think they're little... You could send little, it... All their big paws can open up yeah. jars. Can, they haven't got the right structure of their paws. No, they've got an opposable thumb. Have they really? I'm Bears? Sure they, do, don't they? Bears? No. Really? Oh, is it only monkeys? They've got claws. Maybe they do, because they've got claws. I oh, know. No, monkeys are the only no. ones that have opposable thumbs. Yeah, okay. So, it's no opposable thumb. But I feel like palm strength alone, they'd just be able to go... <laughs> bang, <thumb. laughs> uh, you could send it for errands to go collect honey. Mm. You could... I mean, fishing. Take it to the river. Let it catch a few things. Don't for you. buy a rod ever again. No. Yeah. Big black. A big black bear. A big black. bear. No one's breaking in your house. You got a black bear in your backyard. That. Yeah. 
Imagine if you had a... That'd be fantastic. Mm. Plus, have you ever watched bears, like, scratching their back? It's amazing. Hours of entertainment. Oh, my God. It's just so good. put a big tree in the backyard. You don't need a television anymore. Like a gif where it's just scratching back and forth, but just yeah. over and over again? Yeah. It's like- <laughs> I thought that The Jungle Book made that up. And then oh, really? I was watching a David Attenborough documentary where that was included. I was like, that's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. It's like when you scratch a dog just above its tail there. Yeah, and they can't control it. It's just yeah. like, oh, it's so good. Uh, so that was from... Well, what Bro- about you? Because we're not getting... Oh, okay. Surely not a lion. Um, no, no, not a lion. And giraffe is ridiculous. You don't um, fit a giraffe in the house. Uh, so black bear. What would be an animal that, that can actually run around and play? Because I want an animal that can actually play with as well. What about a python so you never have a draft in the house no. again? <laughs> Pretty, actually, pretty good. A just, 60 meter pipe just, yeah. just running along every door in the house. Uh, but I feel like an anaconda couldn't be trained. But if you could train it, it would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I want maybe a flying animal, mm. like a kookaburra, because they're hours of. I, I can listen to what a about a, love. What about a big enough flying animal to take you like places? Like an eagle. Yeah, or a. American um, bald eagle? A condor. I think they're. Don't they extinct? They're in danger of extinct. One of those like mythical animals that's monster, like massive yeah. wingspan. An osprey. Are they big? I don't know. But anyway, something huge that can take you places. That would be like a never-ending story style. Yeah. Yeah. I've all, ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to fly on something like that. It'd okay. be amazing. Good. Never possible, but it'd be great. Uh, that was from Brendan R. Quinn. We have here from Alistair Danik. He says, if you were to do an episode of Mitch's or Dando's people, where would you go to first? Certainly not the Geelong Mel. <laughs> um, I feel like if you go to the, I feel like if we went to the local reference, but like lower, lower class area of Geelong, Cryo mm. Shopping Centre, the car park, mm. you'd see some frail old person who just looks like they've had a hard life that you could definitely do a story. I, um, I know Arthur out in Cryo. I'm sh- a gentleman, gentleman that I met who was ninety two years old. He was in World War Two. He was on a ship that sank. He was one of five survivors. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure you one of the that most, story every day. One of the most amazing 90 minutes I've ever spent yeah. listening to that man. Yeah. There's, there's, some people in that car park would have some serious stories. Yeah. Not just the car park, of yeah. course, but... Um, if I, if not there... Where in Melbourne? You know what? Now, I would I would happily drive an hour inland, uh, at least, maybe an hour and a half, go to any football club, any local sports club the, in, the, in country Victoria. Yeah, they're all the same story, but they're great. You will find people that just give... So many hours of their life. The guy in the scoreboard to amateur sports. The guy in the scoreboard. The guy, the trainer that, the trainer that has zero qualifications but just does the tape every week. Yeah, that sort of guy. The sandwich maker in the canteen. Yeah, yeah. Lunch, Cut, cuts the oranges. The lunch lady Doris of the football club. Yeah, that's there week in week. Or lunch out. man. I wonder if it's like that with um what we call soccer, but football in the UK. Yeah, I, I wonder don't if they have that kind of aspect for local clubs. I'm sure they'd have to like any amateur A family sport, vibe. Amateur yeah. sport doesn't run without those sorts of people. No, definitely not. Um. Yeah, uh, but you'd have to do the story when there's like a naval orange shortage in Australia. <laughs> See, I so it'd be like you know, old Sammy used to provide his refreshments at quarter time, but not anymore. Well, we're in a drought, and the water boy is no water anymore. Yeah, or like Gatorade, Gatorade have come in and stiff-armed him out of the out of competition. You see, like so, he's got a shortage of water, and the player like you know sometimes they spray it on the ground to clean it out first. He just gets like yeah. angry at it. <laughs> Uh, and here we have from Bailey Cashin. Would you eat monkey meat if it was killed humanely and prepared properly? I like the uh, Peter disclaimer in there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I feel like it'd be stringy. I, I probably would enjoy it if you just gave it to me and didn't tell me what it was. How much, like, how much meat are you going to get off a regular monkey? 
like a like a happy monkey. Yeah, like no, I feel like, it'd be like chicken wings. It'd or something. be not much. I yeah. reckon you'd need about ten monkeys to be able to get a meal out of it. Would you eat it? Would you eat fries covered in shredded monkey meat instead I, of pork? I feel like I could eat almost anything that isn't a traditional pet in my eyes. Okay. So I could never eat dog. Dogs off the list forever. Um, but yeah, Indian, but we're going to France. Indians and, look at us and just think that we're monsters for eating cow. Yeah, that's true. I mean, different cultures. Yeah. We're going to France and I, I believe there are parts of France where you could be potentially served horse. I feel like I'd give that a go if it was there. Horse? Hmm. I don't think I could. I mean... It's all a mental thing, though. Yeah. 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 I mean, but like, yes. If, if you mainly killed, why not? Oh, why not eat a monkey? <laughs> why not eat a monkey? <laughs> quote of the day. If this was the why, that'd be the quote for the episode. Why not eat a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this could be the moment where we, Dane Swan style, get shut down. <laughs> and Mitch Grinter in trouble for... Ad- Actually, no. This is the moment that someone will take out of context <laughs> and then... <laughs> Say that I'm an animal murderer, <laughs> that I'm involved in pagan rituals, drinking the blood of monkeys. Your new name is Grandpa, by the way. Is it? I can't wait to eat that monkey. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Bethany Anzalis, this is the question I was mentioning before. Mm. What do you guys reckon Reckon is a better way to get ahead in life slash the business? The Lisa route, study, abide by certain rules, presentable and serious, or the mm. Bart route, which is charismatic, upbeat, relatable, humorous, and non-conforming. The BART route is the easiest way to success. Oh, is it ever. Mm. Didn't go to uni, and I am comfortable in my job. Yeah. Um, I feel like, honestly, I feel like, and I don't want to say this in a sitting-on-the-fence kind of way, but I feel like you need both. You need the under as Lisa says at the end. You need to be end, willing to do this, <laughs> the hard work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you need an understanding of how business runs, but you also, I think, need to be bold enough to stand out, to take risks, to be a little bit different. Yep. Um, you have to be like, not afraid of being told no. Yeah. Like, like in a, it, from a banking sense, um, fantastic guy that I used to work with called Vicente, who once... That's a great name. It was fantastic. First name. or last? Uh, first. Wow. Um, you wouldn't even need a last name. He Actually, ah, <laughs> oh, no, there's nothing incriminating about this. Um his description of how you decipher lending policy or bank policy. Because you, you certainly need to know it, but you also need to know your way around it when you when you had to try to help people out. So his, his way is like, Mitch, what you need to know is you got black, white. As long as you're in the grey, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the old grey area yeah. gets you out of a lot of loopholes. Oh, it doesn't ever. Like, all right. The AFL's whole... The AFL structure is based on the grey area. Is it ever? Yeah. <laughs> just go, all right. It's not definitely illegal. So I should be able to argue my way out of this, if nothing else. The grey area saved a lot of lives. Mm. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. Vicente. Yeah. I want to meet this man. Oh, he was fantastic. Swan Judging in. by your terrible accent, Indian? Filipino. Filipino, okay. Yeah. Uh, Swan in... Um, Aviator sunglasses, it'd be like pitch black. It'd be the middle of a storm, but he'd still wear his aviators into work every day. Always aviators. Oh, yeah. I went through a phase where I wore aviators all the time. Yeah, right. I just can't wear... I, I feel like sunnies look terrible on me. Okay. Do you wear sunnies very often? Uh, when it's sunny, yeah. I just... I just <laughs> like, I as a, like as a, a goose. I feel like a goose. They all look silly. I don't know. Well, then you've just got to lean into that and buy the most ridiculous pair possible. The Al John, John style. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll have to do it one day. But uh, thank you for the question, Bethany. So that is the Patreon mailbag for this week. If you want to contribute to the uh, episode-specific Patreon mailbag, it's going to be a $2 plus Patreon and get access into the Facebook group. Now, Mitch, later in the episode, we're going to do something we haven't done for a while. Shout-outs for mm. new patrons. Oh, yes. And we're giving away a prize. Excellent. That's good. 
<laughs> it's about time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Saved our pennies. We bought a gift from my dear work, Pop Culture, mm-hmm. and we give it away at the end of this podcast nice. to one what, of our patrons. What do we got? What are we giving away? It's the seven-inch Fleming Mo figure. Okay, good. Well, you know, you've got if you're listening to this now, you've got 45 minutes to su- subscribe. Is that how it works? I think so. Is that how time works? Well, this is live, right? I think uh, usually. <laughs> Valued at $90. Subscription, not guaranteed. <laughs> righty. so the original air date for Girly Edition was April 19th, 1998. The couch gag was the family sitting down and the live action hand, which I believe is Matt Groening, spins the, the artwork yeah, venues before. Yeah. Those paintings were real big in the 90s. Like Art Attack did that every second week. Spinning it. Yeah, the spin painting. Like yeah. You get like a thick acrylic oil or something and just go nuts. Art attack. What a show. It's still going. Did Is you know? Yeah, yeah but it's not Neil like... anymore. No, yeah, okay. Neil used to be in a metal band. Fun fact. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Was it called Heart Attack? It should have been. It should have been. No, nah, it's not, but it would be now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the episode kicks off with uh, an Itchy and Scratchy cartoon. This is the first time we've seen Itchy and Scratchy in season nine, I believe. Yeah, I think last you might time, be right. Since In Marge We Trust, I think was the last yeah. time we saw us. And I think this might be the only time we see them. Yeah, okay. But um, I got to say, I don't love Itchy and Scratchy when they talk. When the joke depends on them talking? Do, I, just in general. Talk, yeah, I guess so. I, I prefer them to be silent. It's like Spy versus Spy. In Unless Mad they're Magazine. going, ah, like that kind of thing. Uh, noise is fine, but yeah. I don't like them making words. When you say, no, please, I quit, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. It sort of it humanizes the character. You're like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be putting well, in through pain. There's that. <laughs> it also. By having them silent, it forces a kind of visual creativity. Mm-hmm. Letting them talk doesn't do that. Yeah. But this still would have worked had he not said I quit and whatnot, though, I think. Yeah, probably would have. If, if in that case, don't make him speak. Yeah. Just let him There was no need for him, him to say no every time the no vacancy sign mm. flipped on and off. Yeah. But anyway, itchy and scratchy. Just appreciate the fact that we got something. I love that it's one of the first times, oh, I think, that I've actually seen Krusty really enjoy it as well. I thought that too, because he doesn't normally like anything that's on his show or no. even pay any interest to it at all. Yeah, yeah. But, or no, I think he did Itchy Scratchy and Poochie show. Uh, did he? Because he they were saying that the show's no good anymore, and he's like, "What do you mean the show's no good anymore?" Uh, okay, yeah, but mm, I I took that as more just defending his product, as in the crusty as in brand, the crusty the clown show in general. You know what? I he's thought- not going to cop any criticism of any aspect of his three hours and ten minutes. Yeah. By the way, this is Lindsay Nagel, uh, voiced by your friend. Trace McNeil. Yes. Yep. Um, but she's not Lindsay Nagel yet. She's just TV oh, okay. executive, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, Lindsay Nagel had blonde hair, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I was watching this and all I could think of was, I really wish at some point back in this era, they made a full-length Crusty the Clan episode that we could just sit back and watch. It would have been cool as a bonus. Yeah, because yeah. we just see it in patches. It'd be cool to just watch a Crusty episode. Mm. They could still do it. It just wouldn't be as good anymore, I don't think. Uh, no, probably not. The moment... Is well and truly passed yeah. to be able to do something like that. Yeah. So what's her? What's the uh, TV executive saying? She wants to incorporate. Well, the FCC. Yeah. It's not so much her. Yeah, that's they're, true. They're yeah. worried about their license not being renewed. Yeah. Um, they need more education in or educational programming into the show. And three hours and ten minutes. I didn't realize Krusty was on for so long. Yeah, it was, that's a uh, solid entertainer. Is it for, ever? But Graham Kennedy used to do that in Melbourne Dang. tonight. Two hours live every fucking night. Have man. you ever heard the story about that? So when in Melbourne tonight started, it didn't have a runtime. So really, the first episode ever went for something like two and a half hours. Yep, because um, they threw everything into it. Then the second episode went for about fifty minutes. And <laughs> Bert, Bert Newton told this story on the radio where the guy that read the news, um, you know, lived relatively close to the station, so he'd okay. settle in. And like when uh, th- there was a particular segment that was his cue, where he's like, "All right, 
you know, when that comes on, it's time for me to get in the car and I'll be down in time. Um, so like episode two, he's there and he's like just dressing me out at home, pouring himself a drink and suddenly turns and the, that segment's on. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> Actually, I remember that in the movie, Racing down. <laughs> Did it, they started on radio, didn't they? It's how they met. Burton. Uh, they, I don't know if they worked together. They, they did do have. some well, radio had, together. Yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah. Uh, so the, what's the show? The, the Chocobot Hour. Yeah. Metal and... Quick Energy Chocobot Hour. Uh, That's the, barely legal as it is. But there's so many of this kind of thing in Australia. Not Australian shows, but they would air this kind of stuff mm. when I was kids. Do you, do you remember it? Do you remember the... Uh, well, Action Man had a cartoon. Yeah. That used to be on Yu-Gi-Oh the Yu-Gi-Oh is about fucking card game. Yeah. Yeah, but, like it, it's no... And I mean, Transformers. Yeah, like Power Rangers. Ninety nine percent of kids' shows are made to sell toys. Yeah, but the ones that there's, I think I've always felt like there's a difference between serving merchandise and having merchandise first, and then trying to make a show out of it. Second. About it. What about our uh, Beyblades? Remember Beyblades? Oh yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got to give Pokemon credit. They just made one of the most marketable shows ever. It wasn't hmm. about anything in particular. They just made a show that you can just. It's like an endless amount of characters. It's mm. just genius. Well, the FCC isn't laughing. They don't believe kids are learning anything from Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, please. What don't they learn? Don't trust mice. Cats are made of glass. Our license renewal is on the bubble. We need educational programming fast. What about that Mattel and Mars Bar Quick Energy Choco Bot Hour? That's barely legal as it is. Here's what I was thinking. A newscast for kids by kids. Well, you're not taking any time out of my show. It's jammed up as it is. There's the monologue, those idiot puppets, Krusty's nap time, the second monologue, Paul Harvey, Senior Pepino. I tell you, it's the tightest three hours and ten minutes on TV. We're cutting ten minutes from your show. Well, I guess we could trim the hobo parade to a lean 20. But then we cut to Willie, and he's raking up his pile of leaves. You feel like this is something that Willie would be proud of. Rake up a pile of leaves. It's his, it's his job. It's his day. Like, shout or shout out, point out, props to, and maybe chiding at the same time. Willie just having whiskey? That's on, true. On school grounds? It's a bit scary that I just saw that as normal. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. You uh, do your job, yeah. you reward yourself. Yeah, strain yourself with kids this is what happens. Uh, and he's also going for a nap because Krusty goes for a nap during his show. Mm. Yeah. Willie's going for Willie's going for yeah. Meanwhile, Bart and Milhouse. Like, this is actually a pretty cool bit of skateboarding from good Bart. Stunt. Yeah. But Bart's a good skateboarder. Let's put it down. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this is Summer of Four Foot. Yep. My friendship. You know you want it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is um this is pretty intense. This is some Tony Hawk shit that he pulls off here. In the year where Tony Hawk was and king. I, I mean like Tony Hawk PlayStation stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like this is yeah, not even real Tony Hawk. This is you've got to be fake Tony Hawk on God mode to do oh, this. I wonder if that was a, a quota for the game though that you can only do stunts that Tony Hawk could perform himself in real life. Mm. I feel like skaters would be angry if you could do stuff that wasn't real. That wasn't real. I don't know that Tony Hawk... I couldn't even like, step on a skateboard, hit. let alone do a trick. I don't know that he was like grinding off roofs of high schools onto 100-foot drops. Yeah, that is chaining, true. It was big drops, wasn't it? Chaining tricks yeah. together like that. That was but, the closest I got to skateboarding. But I do though. think most of the actual individual tricks were would have been correct. Like, you know, heel flip, kick flip... Um, did you understand how to play the game, or did you just mash the the pad? No, mate, I, I you knew how to play. I studied. It? Oh yeah, I didn't know how to do it. I went to school at Tony Hawk. I used to just mash. Mm. I'd be happy if I just did one of the whole grab the thing and lift your leg in the air. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> no, circle circle was grabs. Um, square was. Or were you like balancing it and it's like grinding on it? Uh, so that's whole triangle. triangle. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It's your triangle. Triangle was your grind. Circle was your grabs, and um, square was your 
kickflips. I don't even know what that is. Flip tricks. So like flipping it around when you don't touch a ball with your hands, but it does something. Okay. Yep. 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 I remember I used to try and do that. <laughs> that's me, someone that's never skated in my life, <laughs> explaining skating. Bitch tricks. was a skater boy. <laughs> Bart's doing the stunt here, so he flies off the swings and he goes Avril, through. Well, Avril Lavigne was just a few years too late, by the way. Mind you, Tony Hawk was a pretty well curated soundtrack. I, I don't know. think she would have got on there even with Skater Boy. I reckon she was pretty successful, so I don't think she agrees with that statement. Mm. She married Chad from Nickelback. She had it made. Well, there we go. <laughs> Hands down. Peak of success. Wouldn't you marry him? Imagine the photographs you could take together. <laughs> and, I mean, if the house was ever on fire, I'd have a hero to save yeah, me. Exactly. Exactly. And if, you're, and if I wanted to put my career first, he wouldn't stand in my way. He'd prefer you down on your knees. Yeah, that bit I'm not as keen on. <laughs> Bart ruins Willie's pile of leaves. And no remorse. Doesn't care at all. Just a little shithead. To be fair, it is only a pile of leaves. But Willie... Like, it's a fair escalation from ruining the pile of leaves to exploding his shack with cream corn. Yeah, so what? So he takes the skateboard, doesn't he? Yeah, he takes but the skateboard. That, that's reasonable. Yeah, no, I mean, he's always going to get that skateboard back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole cream corn aspect is a bit unrealistic, but uh, it's a cartoon. <laughs> Can I just point out, Frinkyak, when he puts the radio on, soft bagpipe music playing, peppy bagpipe music playing, loud bagpipe music so playing. So, Willie prefers loud. How did Frinkyak determine the difference? Because to me, it was all just bagpipe. What's, what's the difference between peppy and loud? I don't know. <laughs> what is peppy? Maybe it's more about the... Um, peppy is a Muppet. The tempo. Well, maybe. Peppy is a Muppet. Mm. It's a little now, prawn. Um, nitpicking, but Skinner, nits, please. Skinner and Lunch Lady Doris didn't notice that the cream corn flow stopped. That's a fair pick of a nit. No one from the truck delivering the cream corn noticed that the hose was suddenly connected to a roof for some time. Yeah. Mm. I thought this whole scene was silly, mm. but it needed a... Plant the seed, yeah. set up the story yeah. of, of the end. But they, I feel like they could have gone a better way around of getting just, to this. That point. Yeah, we've had cherry bombs explode before. Go back to that. Yeah, just it seemed a bit too ridiculous. Anyway, anyway. Uh, Lisa and Skinner. Yeah, um, Charles so, Six are launching a yeah. news program. Yeah, I really like um, Lisa's reaction is great. Yeah, little it? girl. Today's top story: little girl on cloud nine as dreams come true. <laughs> Lisa, Channel Six is launching a children's news program. And they've asked me to select an outstanding student to be anchor child. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Today's top story, little girl on cloud nine and stream comes true. Lisa, I've selected you to be that child anchor. I know. I already jumped to that conclusion. All right. If you're so smart, tell me who I selected to be lunchroom monitor. Me? Take your sash and go. <laughs> she's smug, but she deserves it here. Yeah. <laughs> she's. I like, I like that she's just joyful and gleefully excited in yeah. that scene. So Willie wakes up in a lot of cream corn. <laughs> this isn't right. Understatement of the century. Yeah, <laughs> has to eat his way out. Uh, just it explodes. It wouldn't explode either. It doesn't matter. No. It's, it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's, yeah, so it explodes fine. and Bart's happy with himself. Skateboard, no cream corn. Yeah, well, the force of the explosion just might cleaned have cleaned it just off. Yeah, yep, okay. Yeah, yep. vaporize it all off. Uh, so he picks it up and Willie threatens to kill him. Mm-hmm. He gets taken away. They're very quick with the structure there. They are very quick with the structure and. Um, Willie very quick to kill a child. I know, right? But understandable. It's his fucking house. Yeah. Still wouldn't want to kill a child over it, but you'd be pretty damn angry. Yeah. It's a great cut here, though. It's actually quite scary when Willie just goes through the window. Don't you reckon? Yes, it is. Just out of nowhere. Uh, Throwback to um, 
uh, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Is it really? Like, uh, no, like as in it felt like oh, that. I felt like that, yeah. Just Willy being a force of anger and rage yep. again. Yeah. Yeah. So then Lisa's telling the family about what she's going to do with the news program. All the hard-hitting children's news that grown-up media <laughs> won't touch. Which, is, like, and again, like that's just crusading journalist. What does she ever actually think the show is going to be? That's the question. Because it became, becomes about, you know, lunchroom, uh, lunchtime fights between the teacher and Kearney. No, but that's important to kids. Is that what and Lisa show- planned, though? Or is that what the show became? Uh, I feel like that is a... No, well, Bart comes in with that. But, yeah, like Lisa's talking about important news of the day for kids. The chalk shortage, the library. The library thing's the first thing, but the chalk shortage is like episode two or three. That's the thing, though. It only focuses... I, I always forgot that it was only 10 minutes, the show. Mm. But it only focuses on Springfield Elementary. Yeah. Well, that's true. It's a syndicated thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's other schools. Maybe it's like Win News. So win News. They might, oh, have, win. They yeah. might have commissioned... <laughs> A bunch of different schools to do a different, a bunch of different things that went out to the specific yeah, regions. Fair enough. Um, but but questions: Why do you have Nelson? Yeah, we used to date. Plus, he threatened me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really good moment from March here, actually. When um, you know, Bart gives it the mom. Let your brother do sports. Mom, that mom stuff doesn't work on me. Yeah, exactly. That's it's so great. Then we get Homer, and this is where he meets his new. Oh no, he doesn't meet his friend. Doesn't actually. meet his friend. No. But he's, he's introduced to the idea of a helper monkey. Yeah, it would be pretty freaky. Walking up to like Seven Eleven mm. or something, and there's somebody a monkey serve you. Actually, be pretty fun. I'd be up for it. Yeah, I I would also if there wasn't an actual employee around. Two things would go. Would through you try my and steal head. the monkey? No, but two things. First would be, uh oh, this is the ascendancy of the apes. <laughs> Second would be, well, I, you know, life. He's going to go. You maniacs! <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd t- I think I'd take it in my stride. As long as I got my correct change, I'd be yeah. on my way. You know what I did the other day, actually? Supermarket. When's the last time you went through a checkout? It led to be served by someone. Yeah. I still go through that pretty regularly, to be honest. I haven't done it for As long years. as I don't have to wait. But I'm walking through, and I see this huge line to get in. Oh, not huge, I say four or five people waiting to get to the self-service. Mm. And it was just a girl at checkout waiting by herself. And I'm thinking, this is what we've come to. Yeah. It's kind of maniac yeah. territory in that regard. Um, Particularly... I went, yeah. So I went through the checkout. I thought, why don't I do this more often? So I waited for the self-serve. <laughs> looked at her and went, what the fuck are you doing there? Now, I, I don't, like the only thing with me is I don't shop. Like I shop often not in bulk. So if I've That's ever, what I do. I, yeah. If I've ever got more items than what I can handle in a reasonable time at self-serve, I'll go to a person. Even if I have to wait for that person. Because I, I feel like self-serve is for, you know, up to five things. Any more I, than that, you're being a bit self-indulgent. People taking their trolleys through self-serve? Come on, mate. Yeah. No, there's professionals Pull your there. head They're in. It's going to be better than you. It's like driving your car in to get it sprayed and then going, no, no, I got this. <laughs> just just give me the tools, mate. <laughs> Go sit down for a while. Like, I'm thinking, you realise she is paid to do this for you. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Like, oh, idiots. And they take up the whole room. Going into a massage parlour. Just pass me the oils. Yeah. I've just got, to, <laughs> just got to work me quads. <laughs> Nothing I can't reach. <laughs> Work your quads. What the hell kind of shit are you doing? Oh, it was just in front of me. Well, you said you don't like being down on your knees. I don't have to. What the, just squats at the gym. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so Nelson uh, is just being a dickhead. I don't like it when Chad's trying to get me on my knees. Nelson's just. I will never not be uncomfortable when that line gets said in that That's song. The, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> hey, I'm on TV. Fart. Come on. Quit fooling around, you guys. 
So, we meet again, Mr. Bond. Bart, get out of my anchor chair. Silence, Octopussy. Come on, this isn't a joke. All over town, kids are just waking up from their naps cranky and hungry for the news. Wow, Kent Brotman. Good luck, kids. Where the hell's my grilled cheese? Where the hell's my grilled cheese? I feel like that's something you would say. Uh, just because you could. Yep. Even if I hadn't. <laughs> no, never have. You don't have one on order. Yeah, that, that, that'd be. If I was a celebrity of Brockman's level, I would love to. I feel like that's something Karen O'Brien would do as well. Just demand things. That, <laughs> you um, can keep the shoes. <laughs> Homer then goes to get his monkey. Just thinks he can just rock up and just take a monkey. But nope, that's not how it works. I like a monkey, please. And maybe one of those dogs. What do they do? Uh, they serve as seeing eyes for the blind, sir. Do they do any other tricks? No. Just the monkey, then. Uh, may I inquire as to how you are differently abled? Oh, I'm not handicapped. I'm just lazy. Uh, sir, helper monkeys are only for the physically challenged or enfeebled. Enfeebled? Ooh, I know just the guy. Be right back. Oh, son, this monkey's gonna change my life. Mind if I take him for a ride? Sure, I'll just stand here. Mm, I can't wait to eat that monkey. It was a pretty, pretty funny joke to get, to get Grandpa in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the reference of him, people. And just how I, I really laughed at the disdain that Homer treats him with here and just leaves him on the side of the street. I can't wait to eat that monkey. Oh, but sure, I'll just stand here. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson does the intro. They haven't even put together an intro for the no, news. No, I liked this, actually. I liked this. Oh, had, that's good. Like, it had a really great feel. Channel 31 vibe. Yeah, yeah, of a amateur production. Yep. And that's exactly what this should have been. Yep. Spin, like, having not even having a graphic, having to actually spin a globe. Yeah. That's what... It has, like, a Wayne's World vibe to it, doesn't it? A little it? bit, yeah. Yeah. Kids news with a Z. Of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa tries to be serious. First on the chopping block, periodicals. Uh, Krusty's just not interested yeah. at all. And then we get sports, and this is where it really starts kicking the yeah. second gear. Yeah, Bart's basically Bulldog from Frasier here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, Bart's really good at this. But a lot of American sportscasters do this sort of thing, or have done this sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's, it's, this is a trend that's not... Like, Australian news has never gone this loud and in your face. Um, no. That I can think of. They're always larrikins, though. Yeah. The sports guys. Oh, and the weathermen. Yeah. The wacky weathermen. It depends. Sometimes the sports casters try to be serious. Especially remember the old um, Channel 10 late news? Steve Quartermain was always relatively down yeah, the line. Yeah, but who, who was the guy who used to do the, um, the late news or Sports Tonight um, after Sandra Sully? Oh, Redhead? Real big head. Hmm. Remember that guy? Uh, I can't think of the name. But he, he wasn't... I don't know he wasn't very fun. I guess mm. you could say sports tonight. That was the only way to find out about the, the sporting news back in the mm. back in the day. Um, what was I going to say? Now I haven't forgot to play the clip. I'm going to play it a little bit later. Boom goes the dynamite. Oh, boom goes the dynamite. The best sportscaster of all time. I feel like though you can't play the whole clip. It's very visual as well. There's a lot of the time he's just sitting there trying to figure out yeah. what to say. It is. The, you know what, the you know the clip you can play. What's that? The clip off the back of the ashes when Australia. Uh, oh, we've played this a couple of times. Australia, a little Australia, time. England. Yeah, that's just. Oh, well, you know. you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to see someone get so excited over something so small. Yes, well, you would know about that, Jeremy. And then just <laughs> the fact that, like, the visual of that she even nods so at great. Him. She nods at him and then turns to camera knowing she's about to get a close-up and he can't respond. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so good. His face is just bewildered. <laughs> There's got to be a history between those two, uh, right? I hope so. 
Got to be. Or like he'd played a prank on her an hour before they went on. I'd like to think that there's no actual malice in it. I, 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 like, I hope there was. He'd stolen her lunch. Something petty like that. <laughs> and she's like, I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Bart does the story. And it's just look, throwing the dodgeball at the camera and the camera shaking and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Very amateur, but it's, it's just it's perfect for what this needed to be. Yeah. And the ringing the, the, the bell for the fight and everything. Yeah, it's great. I'm going to play the clip. And now sports. Bart Simpson telling you to lock the doggy in the barn because here comes dodgeball action. The shirts continued their domination over the skins today. And in schoolyard fights, the highly anticipated match between Kearney and Mr. Largo ended in a disqualification for use of dog do on a stick. Lisa? And we are out. All right, kids. We learned a lot today. Now, this is what makes my job difficult. Bart, you're off the sports beat. <sighs> what? Sorry, Bart, but you gotta take some things seriously. From now on, you're Lisa's co-anchor. What? Ooh, that's gotta hurt. So they're very, very happy with our Bart's performance, aren't they? Uh, yeah, but doesn't um, come across that way at first. So no, it's like, no. Bart, you're off the sports beat. And Lisa thinks that that means he's off the show. She's patronizing, though. She's, she's very, she's happy inside. She's like, yes, oh, she is. I'm sorry, yeah, Bart. You 100%. Know, I tried to tell you, but you know. Hmm. Nope. Blows up in her face. Yep. And we get the moment that you didn't like where he acknowledged or looks at the camera. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. Um, the, like, there's obviously a strong dynamic from Anchorman that's linked into here and the egos but, which of... Which came after this, though. It did, obviously. Yeah. But, like, the the similar themes of just the egos of sports, uh, of news presenters, of, like, what it means to be yeah. the head person in the chair versus a co-anchor. Yeah. It's like that in every industry, though. Yeah. Yeah. I remember... When, when I you're think, in, well, entertainment more so than any other. When you're in radio, sales don't like the presenters. Really? Sale, a lot of the salespeople got into it because they want to be presenters. Yeah. But right. they can only do sales. Oh, and ironically, the presenters are often trashing the sales department. Yeah. Yeah. Told you. Yeah. Sales guys would always be like jealous of the presenters. Hmm. Interesting. And then when the presenters weren't around, the sales guys would fill in and be like, <laughs> well, and I it, thought you were going to say they'd walk into the microphone and put on their own shows. <laughs> like just with no one recording. <laughs> yeah, that'd be even better. <laughs> Damn uh, it, Jeremy. How many times this week? <laughs> But they would record it and then put it as part of their demo. Yeah. So any chance <laughs> yes. they'd get, they'd try and piece together a demo. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, so, Bart... Um, Go to bleach the crud off. Goes into makeup. And then, then we get like this sort of thing that... Um, so, Lisa talking about him while the camera's still rolling. This is a very uh, tropey kind of element. But it is a real thing that, you know, um, every mic is live is like the kind of mantra that you've got to be prepared for if you're working in media. 100%. Slight little detail here or take one minute. Mm. Ever since I mentioned Cheese TV, how it got axed, people keep messaging oh, People saying, keep asking. Right. Yeah, you shouldn't have mentioned that. I know. I'll tell you how it started and it relates to what you just said. So, Jade went in, right? And with Ryan, and there was all these people going to get to get mm. the job. They became friends in the um in the waiting room, and Jade was two years older. He Which was, can happen when you're kids. Yeah, yeah. And Jade was uh, oh my god, you're wearing shoes. <laughs> I wear shoes. <laughs> you have hair. Uh, Jade was a couple of years older. He's the oldest kid there. Yeah. And Jade was basically a shoe in. Apparently, he was going to get the job, and because he became friends of Ryan, he said to Ryan, "Look, we'll take him to this room, and you can actually watch the other kids Ooh. doing their auditions." Okay. And Jade was saying. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So Ryan went in knowing what not to do and just did the opposite of what every other kid was doing. Got the job. Wow. Because they were hiding in the green room watching it on the television. Every other kid do the audition. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's how Cheese TV presenters got their job. Do the opposite of what he, uh, of what he does. He walks out and he's got his back to camera. 
<laughs> standing on his hands. But basically, yeah, the kids were, do- were being too over the top. Mm. And yeah, so they'll, they'll, they'll hear him because they'll give him pointers on the spot to the kids. Yep. Don't do this, don't do that. So Ryan knew not to do all that stuff. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But anyway, Cheese TV fans, a little bit of an insight there. So coming back to... Uh, that ought hold the little SLBs. Yeah. I don't need a co-anchor. I'm a straight A student. Lisa, Bart's got something you can't learn in school. Zazz. What is Zazz? Zing, Zork, Kapowza. Call it what you want in any language. It spells Mazuma in the bank. Zork? What is Zork? I didn't say Zork. The point is, the camera loves him. But that trivializes the whole idea of kids' news. I mean, let's be honest. Bart's not exactly the brightest penny in the fountain. In English, Lisa? Damn blueberry stains. Look, I love Bart, but he's never even read a newspaper. Between you and me, he's, well... Kind of dumb. Hmm. I actually wanted to mention this at the start. They didn't go back to this. This sets mm. up Bart's motivation to want to be better and get back at Lisa, but he never explains that to her. They never had that moment of, Lisa, well, Lisa, you said I was dumb. Yeah. I don't think they needed it, though, to be honest. It didn't need it, but it would have been nice because she called him dumb. Yeah. Um, but she reconciles, she kind of resolves it at the end in her acknowledgement that his style is equal and valid. So, doesn't acknowledge yeah. that he's smart, but she's not going to. And Bart never actually proves that he's smart at any point. So, it doesn't really get resolved. She would have been nice to apologize. She's not incorrect for calling him dumb. Like, Bart is not a smart child. But it's still not a nice thing to say about your brother. Would have been nice for her to apologize. Yeah, but uh, again, I know like, didn't. I, t- I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Didn't yeah. need it. Yeah. It's, it's it's a it's it's a way like they do it in a way that doesn't have to spell it out. Because the thing is, Bart's just doing what he was always doing. Bart doesn't change after this. No, despite the motivation, he just channels that energy into. I guess he just changes his technique slightly. Yeah, he learns. Well, yeah, he learns the the craft. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the mailbag again. How great would it be to have be that famous where you don't even have to open up your own mailbag anymore? Oh, someone else does it for so, you. Yeah, and yeah. gives you the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> That would be nice. <laughs> It'd be so good. Instead of having to trawl through your own iTunes reviews where your eyes could fall on anything. <laughs> so we're back at home and this is Marge chasing the monkey. And this is like, I just love This the, is the gag for the whole episode. Yeah. Monkey I, doing something Marge doesn't like. That's true. But I just love how casual Homer is. They're a problem, honey. This would be you if you brought home that bear. I'd tell Ash we were getting a bear and Ash would be excited. She likes bears. Especially ones that don't kill you. And yeah. Would she want a brown bear or a black bear though? She prefers... Oh, I think Brand just dog, didn't she? bears in general. No, oh, oh, we do not have favourites. That's not what she told Nicola. One black dog and that's one That's not what brand. she told Nicola. Well, I'm going to have words if that's true. <laughs> is, it, is it really? You have to find out. I'll message her. Find out after the break. Did you tell... I'm joking, I'm joking. Nicola. <laughs> you actually texted me. Are you that bothered by it? I was going to cause an argument on the plane. <laughs> Why? Why would it matter? No, we, we, we don't have favourites. We love our dogs equally. You, I'm pretty sure you once said that you... Murphy's my favourite. You, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other one chews everything. <laughs> no, but she stopped doing that. She still... She chewed things at some point. Oh, did she what? She chewed the fuck... Uh, yeah. She's caused untold sums of damage <laughs> since we got her. <laughs> and was she the one that stepped in her own shit and then put Let, it in your let's mouth? Let's say... I reckon if we didn't Who get... put shit in your mouth? That was her. If we <laughs> if we didn't get her, we probably could have flown business class. To you. <laughs> Next quote. <laughs> Why wouldn't you eat a monkey? <laughs> if I didn't get her, I probably could have flown to business class. Yeah. Insert who he means. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's blames his wife for not being able to afford to fly to. <laughs> so Homer introduces Marge or introduces Mojo to Marge, mm. and Marge is just not having it. It's kind of like when he has Pinchy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess this is a very similar story. A little bit, except why did he get Pinchy? Because he was going to fatten him up and eat him, and then he couldn't yeah. eat him. Yeah, because yeah, he fell for him, as we would. But then tries to tries to become smarter by reading the yeah. newspaper and yeah. just fails. That is terribly. very funny. I and love that Archie and Jughead are talking about the Supreme Court. Yeah. And just the, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like, Margin runs out of the door. Yeah. I like this. Am I dumb? I'd love to reassure you, but mummy needs to take the shot. Yes. Not saying no. Yeah. <laughs> then we get to Brockman. Seeing Brockman in real life, like outside of the studio, Wearing is his always pink tracksuit. fantastic. Yeah. He's always dressed so well. He seems like the kind of person that, you could spend some time with, but his arrogance would eventually grain on you, I reckon. I think it'd be better. Yeah, you'd rather watch him without him knowing you were there watching him. It'd be... Yeah. If if Kemp Brockman's house was the Big Brother house... Big Brother house, house and he could yeah. come around and, as a tour, that'd be fun. She's not the boss of me! I've got a question for you. Mm. Voice of Big Brother, which... Oh, yeah. Who do you wish it was? If you were in the Big Brother house, who do you wish the voice of Big Brother was? Oh, okay. So, like... Whose uh, voice would you like to hear? Don't go for like Morgan Freeman or anything. No, 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 no. Because we already know that he's God. I'm trying to think of something that's a little bit left field. Who plays left field for the? Oh, Boston you know who? Um, shit. What's his name? What's uh, the guy that plays Rob? Um, he's the bodyguard. Uh, Rob Stark from um, Game what? of Thrones, and he's in the Netflix series Bodyguard. Ah, oh, the the big dude, the really really tall guy. Um, you mean the one that wore the helmet? What the helmet? No, oh, that's the mountain. The mountain. Okay, yeah, no, no, no. Um, I was no, he was like the protector of Richard someone. Madden, Scottish dude. He's okay. got a very cool accent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a great bit. So, like in the bodyguard, there's a moment where that he overrules the Home Secretary, who he's working for, on a line. Like you know, she wants to go a particular way, and he gives her the, you know, ma'am, that's my job to get. Uh, oh, this is gonna sound terrible. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna devolve. Should I find, I'm a, not clip, gonna, should I find a clip of find your a voice? Clip. Yeah, find a clip from the bodyguard and play his voice. Okay, it's just got a very cool Scottish accent. That he'd be a very demanding big brother in a curt and overly polite way because it's always ma'am. And it's great. And I, tr- I asked them not to tell me, so we shot it as went. So I didn't know if I was good or bad during it, so we could keep that ambiguity, which kind of really feeds the show and helped us. Bard is with Ken Brockman, as we said, and Brockman gives him great advice here. He's like a. It, it, Bart and Ken Brockman are one and the same in this moment. I love the, yeah. the, the, the nod. Like, you get it. Yeah. So Bart's going to take everything that he learns from uh, from Brockman here. Should we play the clip of Brockman's doing his story uh, on the carousel? You play a bit of it? Play a little bit of it. Hear that? It's the sound of children's laughter. Silenced. That's because tomorrow this old carousel, which has delighted young Americans for low these past six years, will be torn down to make way for the future. A store that sells designer mouse pads. Well, I guess there's no room in this modern world for old Blackie here. But if you don't mind, this reporter is going for one last ride. This is Kent Brockman. Reporting. It's perfect. It's exactly what those shows are. Yeah. It's just to a T. I love the um, sign off as he spins. Yes. This is Ken Brockman. Reporting. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I spin my head around the microphone? I don't know. I just got... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't needed. 
It's not like we're like this doesn't go out in stereo. No, not yet. No. Uh, Homer and Mojo then on the couch watching kids' news, mm-hmm. and that's actually a pretty good uh, sort of transition, isn't it? Then watching it is the actually, show. Yeah. Um. Actually, no, but they weren't watching the news then, were they? That was Kent Brockman. Yeah, but still. Yeah. They're watching kids' news on television. They go from his news story to a news story. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, the monkey just doesn't want to do anything anymore. <laughs> just, <laughs> just sitting on Marge's part of the, so- of the soda. Beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Homer's already ruined the monkey. Yeah. This monkey ain't helping anybody. And then we cut back to uh, the news. I think they're coming to a, a break. Uh, no, well, it comes in in the news and they're saying that there'll be more uh, on the chalk stretch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. Bart's been looking at... Oh, he's changed the story, hasn't he? supposed yeah. to be looking at. The alleged ham salad sandwich from yesterday's school lunch. Yeah. No, I haven't, Lisa. And then Lisa starts instantly panicking, as you would. Mm. If you're someone that likes to think that you're in control of the whole situation and the person you're co-hosting with just went, this, this would be like if we were doing a live show like on the news or whatever. Mm. And I went, and Mitch is going to cut to this story. And you went, actually, I've got my own story here. Mm. I'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, where's this guy going with this? Yeah. Because you can be a loose cannon when you want to yep. be. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually first ever episode of Frontline where Mike Moore does... Uh, Mike Moore? Yes, Mike Moore does that exact thing. And the producer, like... He's like, okay, and go to commercial. And he's like, but then he keeps talking. He's like, what the fuck's going on here? And then um, afterwards, uh, he, like the absolute dressing down that he gives him is like, um, you spoke for 42 seconds. You know what that's worth on this network? A hell of a lot more than your fucking opinion. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the Bart says, he's got a different kind of story. A story about a man. Joe Banks. 82 years young, has come to this pond every day for the past 17 years to feed the ducks. But last month, Joe made a discovery. The ducks were gone. Some say the ducks went to Canada. Others say Toronto. And some people think that Joe used to sit down there, near those ducks. But it could be that there's just no room in this modern world for an old man and his ducks. Smithers, you think maybe my power plant killed those ducks? There's no maybe about it, sir. <gasps> Excellent. Marge, can I get a duck? You already have a monkey. Can he get a duck? No. <laughs> One man, no ducks. Lisa? That's kids' news. Good night. <laughs> Way to go, That's got to be the best one, right? Yeah. They're all written really well. They're all different, but like, they're all perfect. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's fantastic. <laughs> Marge, can I get a duck? How great is that? <laughs> you already have a monkey. Can he get a duck? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually pretty quick thinking. Uh, one man, no ducks. Like it just, it's just so great. But yeah, everyone starts crying. Like it's just, it's just perfect. Yeah. it's just so so great. Apart from the exec, because she can't botch you know facelift. What, you know what I love the most about it though? Brockman came to watch. Yeah, yeah. He's like like a, like a mentor to him now. Yeah, exactly. He's his corner man, and he was proud. Gave him the yeah. nod. Lisa not the, having any of it. It's the guy from Crackerjack lifting the cap to Mick Molloy. Mm. Yes, Bill Hunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, Muriel's dad from Muriel's wedding, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's just furious because that wasn't news. Well, yep. it is to some people, Lisa. Just not to you. Yeah, but it's not news. It's not, re- it's not real news. <laughs> it's no, not, it's, it's entertaining not the news. the definition of news. Um, so, Lisa then goes to 
try to beat him in his own game, and of course fails miserably oh, because ter- that's not what she. It's not what she is. No, no, she doesn't find the right place. She doesn't find the right people. But that train scene is so great. <laughs> it doesn't come by here very often anymore. <laughs> look on her face. <laughs> the old Union Pacific. Oh man, Homer and Mojo then trying to steal some donuts. Well, Mojo's still not the hard work. Yep, breaking Homer's- into the lard lad. Yep. Lovelad's very small. Oh, I presume it's just like a franchise, not the headquarters. I, I know that, but it just seems yeah. like a very small. I guess it's only selling yeah. donuts, though, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. How much space do you need? You're not gonna. You don't really have a sit-down place for a donut shop, uh, do you? No, Krispy Kreme sometimes has a table. Some of the bigger ones because they do coffee and stuff as well. But no, there's not many. Yeah. Generally, it's like a kiosk. Yeah, but Mojo's way too smart for Homer. He climbs the uh, the light pole and just throws down one. Homer eats off the ground. That's I don't need great. your pity. How many donuts does Mojo have on him there? Uh, a quite, lot of donuts. Quite a few. It's hard to count, but yeah. The, I don't, know, I like don't 15, need 20? your pity. <laughs> the next story is on the old people yep. making the flags. Is the flags or blankets? Uh, flags out of old clothes. Flags out of old clothes, yeah. They may not have the right number of stripes and the colours are all wrong. Some purists will tell you the American flag doesn't can- contain the word Jordash. And this is going to sound... I don't know what that is. No, neither. This is going to have... I assume it's a clothing brand. Jordash. Well, that's why it makes sense. That's why he's saying it. The guy there in the pink jumper, Mm -hmm. behind Bart, he is the guy, I'm saying it sounds super nerdy, in the telltale head when Grandpa says, I hope they find that punk kid and they cut his head Uh, off. He's the guy next to Grandpa that goes... Yeah, Yeah, right. Gotcha. Yeah. But if they run this up the flagpole, I'll salute. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Bart Simpson. And then the, the little back and forth here about the Veterans Day. Yeah, the Veterans Day is great. Hmm, thank you, Bard, for yet another touching Bart's people. Now, turning to... I just think our veterans deserve a little recognition. That's what Veterans Day is for, Bart. But is that really enough to honor our brave soldiers? <laughs> they also have Memorial Day. Oh, Lisa, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. The important thing is veterans deserve a day to honor them. They have two. Well, maybe they should have three. I'm Bart Simpson. Maggie is swamped in all the fan mail from Bart. How long have they been on the air for? Bart's an instant oh, success. Well, it could be um, a couple just, of weeks. Yeah, like montage. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Mojo got pretty fat. That yeah, didn't happen overnight. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just Lisa's got no fan mail at all. Bart I, is just a celebrity. It's also a good line from Marge here about um, being proud. You're finally giving something back to the community after taking so, so much. <laughs> it's one of those lines too that... As a child, straight over your yeah, head. Like you a, just, it's just great, great backhander. Yeah, yeah. March actually has some pretty good lines in this episode. Mm. If I'm guilty of anything, it's caring too much. <laughs> Stop talking like that. <laughs> but Lisa needs to just chill out. No, it'd be shitting me too. I I, I resonate with Lisa. No, but here. you'd be doing what Bart's doing. No, because I actually respect the news. But that's not what the, it is, and it isn't. Like this show was meant to give kids news, but it's also meant to be fun because kids aren't going to watch a boring news show. No, I know, but still, I. If if when my, I was if my character was delivering that kind of content, I'd give him a standing ovation. Much I, like Shia LaBeouf. When I was fifteen, I filmed an audition tape for a teenagers' news reading competition that they held on the Sunshine Coast. I hosted a show on Channel Thirty One. Okay, but like I did it in that very serious, down the barrel thing. Like I can't. I tried to be serious. Yeah, I didn't want to do wacky. Did you shit. wear pants though? Uh, no, I was at a table. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No need for pants. <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, basically the dynamic going on between Bart and Lisa here is almost like Mac and uh, Will at the beginning of the newsroom. You're t- yeah. taking a guy that's gone down this puff piece path and someone else that's going, no, we're going to do real news. Yeah. 
That's a gr- season two, not so much. Season three apparently gets good again. It does yeah yeah yes. Um, season two sort of killed the show, but that they, they, they nah, it's too much to say it killed the show, but it wasn't as good. But didn't that, wasn't that the reason that the ratings declined and they just couldn't get them back, even though season three was great? I don't know. I don't know enough about the how or the why, but it felt like three seasons was good. That's all. A good runtime for that show. Okay. Yeah. Probably one of and his the best performance. The, the thing, not to derail, but the thing with Aaron Sorkin, as he showed in the West Wing, he only got through four seasons of that, and it, like before, like the West Wing ran longer. But Ham did he get got tired through, or bored? It was a combination of I think it, like he was basically writing twenty-two plays a year, mm. and you can only keep that up for so long. And was it the sole writer for the first four seasons? Sole writer, I think so. Wow, they maybe had maybe he had contribution, but. He, Let's Basis, say that he did it most ninety percent yeah. was Sorkin. Um, yeah, uh, it just churned it out like you wouldn't believe. Um, but that led to delays, and it's just basically Sorkin is very much a movie writer who has written some fantastic TV. But you can't take movie sensibilities into a world mm. of television where you've got to turn things over a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think three seasons was good to be able to get in and out of the newsroom, and the second season is still. Good. It's fine. It's just not as good as the first. It just kind of got derailed with romantic subplots that I didn't give a shit about. Ah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. The two young ones start dating. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, yeah. that's a fun thing to have on the side. It just yeah. got promoted too much. Yeah. Marge here, sort of shutting down Lisa without meaning to. You're still very important. A oh, part of Bart Show. Yes. <laughs> Bart Show. <laughs> <laughs> she storms up into the room. She's had enough of it. If everyone knew how phony Bart was, so this is where she puts together the plan to uh to bring Bart down. Yeah. The, the Willy plan. We're gonna, yeah. We're going to call it the Willy plan? I uh, don't feel comfortable with it. You don't like it? Yeah, not for a 10-year-old boy. No, uh, or for an 8-year-old girl, more to the point. <laughs> <laughs> the Willy plot? Something about the Willy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But the listeners know what we're talking about. But then Mojo here. Fun little way of keeping those two stories intertwined. Mm. Mojo just jumping in and scaring the hell out of Lisa. So Bart's in his room pampering himself. Got the electrical... It's got sealant. Yeah, the electric mail opener and everything. The sound it makes is so yeah, satisfying. satisfying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he opens up the letter from Lisa that she brings in. Hey, here's another letter for Bart's people. Oh, so many souls, so little airtime. Dear Bart, I came to this country hoping to share the American dream. But after many years of backbreaking labor, I find myself homeless and sleeping in a junkyard. Oh, how terrible, read on. Should I abandon hope or fight on bravely against impossible odds? Oh, this is too perfect. It is, isn't it? I'm going to put him on the air tonight, live! Oh, Bart, you'll have to ride your bike pretty fast to get out there in time. No, I'll just take the chopper. They gave you a chopper? Oh, Jesus, at least I haven't fun, is he? No. Can we still be funny over the sound of a crying child? Oh, jeez, Elliot's having a real bad time. I feel like I feel like a bad father continuing. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, I'm judging you. Yeah. So are the listeners. And so is Nicola. It's not often me. that I get to walk out of a recording being the better man. Oh man, it's just it's hard. It's hard. You, there's time for me to fuck this up. <laughs> it's hard for me to I've already said I'll eat a monkey. That <laughs> <laughs> you wish you didn't have Ash anymore. Quite business. I did class. not say that. <laughs> if you didn't have her, uh, it's a dog. So. Bart now has a chopper. Now I'm calling Ash a dog. Yes. Bart has a chopper, which annoys Lisa as well. Uh, so then Mojo and Homer are just... Com- Mo- Mojo's ruined completely mm. now. Massive pot belly. Coffee, I'm assuming, on the wall there? Something on the mm. wall? Pudding? 
let's assume it's a coffee stain. Even yeah. the, the painting slightly askew. I mean, he's a monkey. It could be a number of things, but Bana- let's assume it's a coffee stain. Nice little touch of having banana peel scattered around the room yeah. as well. I like that Mojo's just given up and is wearing nappies as well. <laughs> uh, I genuinely, for a moment, thought, oh, what would my life be like if I made that concession? I'm home. I'm not getting up from the couch. For the whole day? Mm. You've never done that? No, but I mean, not even to go to the toilet. To just pop on a nappy oh, and a nappy. go, Ooh. if it happens, it happens. Because no, you go sit in yeah, it. I don't think I can handle it. No. Ask me again in 20 years. <laughs> we'll have no I choice. Feel like, I feel like there's going to be a... Um, so that's why you've got Ash, so she can change your nappy. I feel like it's a sliding scale before you start to make that decision and go, oh, worse things could happen. Yeah, I don't want to think about those days. So <laughs> he tells Mojo to do his dance. Not good at all. It's just he looks very, very <laughs> unwell. Collapsing into the wall. Yeah. And he's and so on and just <laughs> it's so cruel and just drops him off at the animal assistance program. Mojo, what have they done to you? Ray or Mojo? This is where we get Millhouse talking about the uh, how to you know news you can use. That's actually, I didn't actually pick up on that. Yeah. It's actually pretty funny. And it's the kind of thing... I went to bed till I was 14. Yeah, wow. Th- 13, 14? Yeah, okay. yeah. So I, I can relate to your house here. Mm. <laughs> no one's the wiser. <laughs> you used to, it would happen though. You'd try and hide it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't have any recollection. Not to say that it never would have happened when I was younger, but I don't have a recollection of it. It's worse when you wake up mid. You used to wake up mid-pee. Oh, that it, actually, yeah. No, I have, do vaguely remember a situation like that. I remember wetting myself at school once when I was in like grade three. That was a bad time. I went to the sandpit and just like basically got the sand to absorb everything and then stayed there for a I while. I think you went to the sandpit to piss. No, <laughs> no, to cover it up. But then I just had sand stuck to me and it was worse. <laughs> I got sand in my underpants. Me too. Let's go home. <laughs> uh, so Lisa's grossed out by Millhouse about destroying the evidence and whatnot, but she cuts to Bart doing his Bart's people mm. down at the dump. And I love Bart's done no check yet. On who yeah, it well, it's a live story. He just had to go. He yeah, doesn't even know he, where he is. Yeah, just race down. Um, and big scary reveal of it being... What's he built? He's just got wire wrapped, like a fence wrapped around him. It sort of hasn't even got a roof. Um, it's like <laughs> just some t- corrugated iron. Yeah. yeah. It's just wrapped around. It's just some little shanty that he's trying yeah. to put together. And uh, Bart immediately realises, I'm in some trouble. Somewhere in this pile of twisted metal and soiled mattresses <laughs> lives a poor immigrant whose home was cruelly taken away. Yeah, by you! Groundskeeper Willie, um, uh, so you're the immigrant I'm here to help. Help! You destroyed my house and reduced me to living in a dump. Groundskeeper Willie, furious with the government that let him down, I'm Bart ah! I'll kill ya! Oh no, what have I done? Nelson, cover for me! <clears throat> Bart! It's me, a jolly policeman! Oh, we got Willie! Come on out so we can give you a medal. Way to go, officer. I love Bart for like this to show how stupid Bart can be. Oh, Bart, it's me, a jolly policeman. 
We got Willie so he can come out. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> but Willie here, though, genuinely wants to kill the child. Yeah, he does. It's a bit extreme. Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, it is, but like the Willie. The guy is now homeless. Yeah. And, and Willie life. has been shown to go off the edge. He's had a hard He's life. He's not a normal person. Like, he hits that thing pretty damn hard and bats inside there. It's a wonder yeah. he didn't die. Lisa pulls the, he's your son. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So she saves the day, as she yeah. would. As she should, I should say. Willie, stop! Get away with you. I've got to finish him off. Well, I'm still temporarily insane. No, you can't hurt Bart. He's, well, he's your son. What? Well, not literally. But, in a way, isn't he everyone's son? For you see, that little Hellraiser is the spawn of every shrieking commercial, every brain-rotting soda pop, every teacher who cares less about young minds than about cashing their big, fat paychecks. No, Bart's not to blame. You can't create a monster and then whine when he stomps on a few buildings. I'm Lisa Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's all Willie's fault. I've been a terrible father. Hey, Lise, thanks. Boy, that phony schmaltz of yours sure is powerful stuff. Uh, yeah, but I have a certain respect for that whole truth and hard work thing that you do. You know, Bart, if we combine your showmanship with my integrity, we could make kids really care about the news. You're right. If we work together, there's no stopping us. has been cancelled. Stay tuned for the Mattel and Mars Bar Quick Energy Chocobot Hour. I love that cut. The fact that then they're cancelled. It's, it's such yeah. a cliche Simpsons thing. Yeah. The fact that they start working together I also brings them into the show. The way they... And the new improved kids news has been cancelled. <laughs> for the Chocobot Hour. Yeah. I would watch this. If I was a child. If you... Uh, I don't think I could bring myself to do it. I couldn't watch Action Man. I never was really into Action Man. Oh, okay. I still I, love the commercial. I love Action Man, the greatest hero, hero of them all. That's right. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I never actually... It used to get me so fucking excited for Action I never owned an Action no, Man. No, neither. They were an expensive toy. Were they? Okay, yeah. that's probably why. I seem to remember... We're poor. Like, you know when you're a kid and you don't understand the concept of money, but I, st- like, I uh, understood enough to know the numbers on that box are much higher than the numbers on the other boxes. There's two more numbers on that one. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I can get away with asking for that one. Also, also depend on the size of the box. Yeah, that would have a bit to do with it. Like, if you got something in a box, you knew this is, this is legit. Mm. This is there ever a-, a toy that you desperately wanted and never got? I had strong resentment to my parents that I never got a Magic 8-Ball. Okay, no, I remember having one of those. I remember I wanted, it was a vehicle. It was a Street Sharks vehicle, the big Porsche. <laughs> the Street Sharks, like their their big monster truck thing. Hmm. And like three of my best friends had one. And mum left it too late and they sold out before um, Christmas. So it was like the week before Christmas. Oh. So they sold out. And I thought I was getting one. Cause my, oh, that hurts. Because my mate told me that my, he heard my mum tell his mum that I was getting one. Oh, no. It would have been the most disappointing She Christmas got the ever. wrong thing. She got this other Jeep thing. She thought she had she it. She got the Barbie um, <laughs> doll. Uh, Lisa Lionheart. What was that vehicle called? Barbie had like an SUV at one oh, point. Oh, the pink thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, was it a combi or something? It was like, um, it was it was the extreme dinosaurs or something, which was similar to Street Sharks. Hmm. That wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> but she thought it was Street Sharks. And it was a very... No, Bart, when he gets the um, Lee Carvellos. Yeah. She thought she got with the Street Shark van. So you played it up like Bart and pretended oh, that was fine? I did. And then yeah. she goes, um, 
that's the, that's the, the sharks in the box. No, I thought they, they, they don't, don't look like sharks. And I, was, and I was just like, oh yeah, it's not. This is later on. Yeah. I was like, and, I was like, and she goes, oh yeah, they didn't have they didn't have the other the other ones. And I was mm. like, so you knew. Yeah. But you pretended like Played you didn't dumb. know. Yeah. So she made me feel bad so that I wouldn't crack it on Christmas morning, and then. Revealed that she just knew and bought one that was similar and pretended like she thought it was that I one. I bought you the other thing six months yeah. earlier when it was on special, Dando. <laughs> you were only ever getting that. No, we were poor. Oh, men. they had they had the street sharks. They had lots of them. <laughs> I just didn't have the fucking money. You little shit. <laughs> but anyway, I eventually I actually never ended up getting one of those. There okay. you go. That and a Tamagotchi. No, I had a knockoff Tamagotchi, but I it was a, a dinosaur, so I liked it more. It I had a knockoff green one. egg. The do- yes. Do you have the same thing? Yes. Yeah, cool. Dinosaurs. Gr- yeah. yeah. And then I always remember when I rested it on the cubby house, and we used to use the leg of the cubby house as mm-hmm. wickets. We'll play backyard cricket. <laughs> Ball hit the wicket. It went, poof, fell off. And I remember hearing, and, and that was the set. end of it. I was uh, like, oh, no. Yeah. Three days worth of work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, that's the end of the episode, basically. Yep. Just the, the chocolate way. Yep. All right. Uh, we're not going to do a mailbag no. today because Elliot is not going well out no. there. But we are going to give something away. We are going to give something away. We're going to yes. give away this Mo figure, which is valued at $90 from, not courtesy for Offensive Pop Culture. I got it from Pop Culture. Yeah. Yeah. You keep saying, yeah, like I, we did that. In the we don't trivia. have a sponsor. No, we don't. Like we, we just buy things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of the trivia was like, oh, giving away presents that were sponsored. I'm like, no, we paid for them. Yeah. <laughs> we just. Promote them because that's where they came from, and we want people to know that that's where they can buy them from. Yes, we are going to give something away, but you know what? Because Elliot is so distressed outside, I feel like we need to wrap this up because Nicola needs a hand out there. So, what we're going to do okay. is I will do it myself and I'll play at the end of this episode. Okay. Does that sound good to you? That works. Do you want to say a final will farewell? We, will we get the judges in from Tats Lotto to make sure it's a fair and equitable <laughs> draw? <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a fair and equitable um, draw. I do want to say a final farewell. There is one important thing that I need to get off my chest. I spoke to you about this earlier. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going on holidays. I'll speak to everyone soon. It's going to be fun. I'll keep in touch with guys in the Patreon group. Um, but uh, more important subject matter than the mailbag and then the than the fun that we've had. And I don't... Um, maybe... Okay. So, break here. Dando, you can insert the drawer and all of the fun shit. Alrighty, guys. It's time to have a bit of fun now for the next couple of minutes before we end the podcast on somewhat of a serious note. So what we're going to do here is we're going to do some shout outs for the people who have joined up to Patreon in the last month or so. And we're going to be doing our giveaway for this month's prize pack. It's been a couple of months since we've done a giveaway. Apologies about that, but we've got our shit together. So like I said, it's the uh, the seven inch, I believe it is, uh, Flaming Most figure. Bought it from work at Pop Culture. You're going to absolutely love it. It's so great. It comes with a little uh, crusty medicine and a flaming mo in his hand. It's really, really cool. A great, great piece. So before that though, before we give that prize away, we are going to be reading out some names. So, kicking off with Ginger, Colin Dunn, Andrew Parker, Sam Bennett, Kieran Conway, Rob and Andy, Matthew Cosolo, Mackenzie Daly, Andrew Kellogg, Georgia, Katie Hallett, Ben Graff, Rohit Ayer, Ayer? Apologies if I mispronounced that one. Zach the Ripper, Seth, Anthony Carpentieri, Jack Worcester, Jacob, ooh, I'm going to say Delalo, apologies, uh, Ashley Gilbert, Bob S., Trent, Sophie Hobbsweber, Nick Galati, or Galati, Ethan Devine, Caleb Bailey, and Grant Albert. Like I said, thank you so much for your support, guys. To get a shout out on the podcast, you just got to join up to be a $5 plus patron. If you are a $5 plus patron and you've yet to have your name read out because I've missed it for whatever reason, you know, because I'm an idiot, 
just drop us a message on Patreon. It's the easiest way for me to separate it from the because on the Facebook page we'll just get so many messages. So just send us a message on Patreon, and I'll be sure to make sure you get a shout out in the next lot of shout outs. So now the time has come. I know you're all very excited for us to give away this month's prize. Thank you for the drums there, Mr. Elliot. Now, alrighty. So I'm going to reach deep into this enormous uh, bucket of names we have here. You can hear that? Hear me reaching in deep right in there? It's, it's pretty deep right into that bucket. I'm going to pull out a name. Alrighty. Pulling it out. I am. Well, it's all stuck together. Here we go. All right. I'm reading it. Here we go. Alrighty. I've got the name. Are you ready? Brace yourselves. The winner of the seven inch Flaming Mo's figure, the Kid Robot figure that I purchased from work on a discount, but still it's valued at $90, is Kira June. Congratulations, Kira. You are this month's winner of the Flaming Mo's figure. Thank you so much for your patronage. Your support is much, much appreciated. Make sure you drop us a line, mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au with your address, and we'll be sure to get that prize out to you ASAP. It may be next month, though, because I actually know if you get it to me soon enough before next Friday, I'll be sure to get it out because Nicola, Elliot and I head over to the UK in a week's time from when you are listening to this podcast. Actually, as I record this, Mitch will have, he'll be a few hours away from landing and he'll be a very, very happy man when he lands because his beloved Hawks just defeated the Magpies, So, uh, which is good for, for Geelong uh, Cats fans as well because Collingwood were just below us on the, on the ladder. Well, they were two games behind. Geelong were two games clear. Now, Collingwood will be three games clear if the Cats can win tomorrow night. So, thank you, Hawthorne. But thank you so much again, like I said, guys, to all the, uh, the patrons. And congratulations, Kira, for winning this month's prize. Don't worry if you didn't win. You'll be able to enter the draw next month as well. But anyway, let's do this. Congratulations to whoever it was that won. Now, um, currently in Australia, so this started today, there's a Royal Commission into Mental Health in Australia. Wayne Schwoss was, or maybe it was yesterday, Wayne Schwoss was in the news um, talking about the depression that he was feeling during uh, the time that North Melbourne was winning. Uh, Wayne Schwoss, Australian footballer. Um, we get messages a lot from people that say that they've suffered with mental health. And you know, and I have both gone through our own issues and stuff like that in the past. Something happened that really brought a just fucking awful thing uh, to my attention through the week. So some, uh, for privacy, I'm not going to say who, just going to say someone close and dear to me was going through a really, really bad spot, um, had gone four or five days barely able to sleep. Like just, and you know, when you're in a bad mental state that the less sleep you get, the worse your mental state gets. Worse your decision-making becomes. 100%. And was in a pretty dark place with some of that decision-making. Didn't go through with anything, but was in a bad way. Called seven GPs trying to, all he wanted was, sorry, all they wanted was some medication to be able to help them sleep. That was it. Um, planning on getting into, say, a psychologist and all that sort of stuff was going to come. They just needed someone to solve that initial crisis. We're a little bit too honest on the phone, not thinking it'd be a problem to be. As soon as they mentioned mental health, turned away. Seven GPs in the area went, no, I'm not taking on new patients. Uh, Do they say that as soon as he said the mental... Or they, so. Once that was in the story, that was the end of them getting in, including a doctor who had treated them for something else not two weeks earlier. She just lied. That was actually what the hospital had said. They were like, "Don't tell them. Just say that you're having. Just say that you've got insomnia or you're having a hard time sleeping." Once you tell the truth, this is the state that it's in at the moment. And but why though? I tried to do a bit of research in this because I didn't want to go off too hard without understanding. Um, 
to an extent, there's a system that's kind of created where a lot of GPs, where they bulk bill, something like 85% of Australians go to bulk billing clinics and they make more the shorter the visit is. So mental health cases are hard and the training may not be there. But mental health is the biggest leading cause of death for people aged 15 to 45. There's, uh, I was reading some quick, quick stats. Roughly 16 people today will try to kill themselves. Eight of them are going to be successful. Six of them are going to be men. Eight people died yesterday. Eight people are going to die tomorrow. This is a day-in, day-out problem in Australia. How many of those eight people tried to call doctors and couldn't get in? Like, it's just... We have so many people that have shared stories with us and it just sickens me to think that you're a fucking doctor and this is someone that's sick and you're turning them away knowing that they might not wake up tomorrow. That is not good enough. And I think that it's something that people need to get angry about and shout about, and it's whatever reform needs to happen. And I don't necessarily put the blame... The system's failing uh, them as well. Yeah, it is. And I'm not saying, if you're a doctor, you don't need to treat them, you don't need to fix them, but just talk to someone for 20 minutes. That might be enough, just just to let them know. You imagine that if you're alone and you're in despair, the person that I know is lucky that they had a partner that was able to keep making phone calls, because I would imagine a lot of people, after two or three rejections, are not trying a fourth time. Well, they have the helpline... Yeah, and thank God for the work that uh, that Beyond Blue do. But Beyond Blue can't prescribe sleeping medication. They they can't give like some of those early, just the initial fix to give someone eight hours of sleep and rest, and then have the world look better the next day. So anyway, it's just the thing that it really, really pissed me off. And we need to be better as a society because more people. More teenagers, well, more 18 to 21-year-olds are dying from suicide than they are dying from car accidents. We have a shitload of advertising and spend, as we should, on road safety. We do not have the same level of mental safety, and it's not good enough. The message basically is speak up. Yeah. Talk to people. Yes. Talk to us. Yeah, and that, yeah, I guess that is the other thing. Like, we can't fix the system overnight. We can make noise about it, but look after your friends. Just, Just be there. And I think most people... Ah, most for the, for the most part, when you see someone post about this, when someone because it's still rare, but when you see someone open up, there's always overwhelming support that comes their way. So don't be afraid to open up, but just listen to your friends. Be there for people. You don't have to solve their problems. You probably can't solve their problems, but you can listen, and sometimes that could be the difference. And don't be afraid to message us either, because we yeah we are always getting messages from people saying we've helped them out of dark places, and yep. we will always make the effort yep. to write back to you. Yeah, and you don't need to be out of that dark place before your messages. No, go for it. But anyway, on that note, I hope you enjoy your trip. You're going for Thank five you. weeks? Four weeks. Four weeks. So we'll be back at uh, first same or weekend. second of August. Yeah, same weekend. And then we've got the uh, trivia in Sydney. So August 31st, yep. if you're in Sydney, you want to come to some Simpsons trivia, come to that it's at the Med. Our tickets are on uh, Sticky Tickets. Mm-hmm. You can find the link on our Facebook page as well. And also, we just announced our next Melbourne trivia. It's going to be October. Treehouse of Horror theme. It's going to be so much be fun. fun. On October yeah. 31st. On actual Halloween. So what a good night. Mm. Perfect night. Perfect night to dress up. Yeah, it's going to be great. I hope someone somehow designs a Homer Donut Head. That'd be pretty cool. And they come with Devil Slanders. Yeah. That'd be Perfect. fun. There's a challenge, listeners. I want as many, We want as many listeners as possible to come to that night too. I want to meet all of you. If you're in Melbourne, if you're in the area. Yeah. Yeah, if you're around. Point. And particularly if you haven't been able to come to the previous ones. Yeah. It should be, it'd be great to... I'm sure Nick Barber will be there. Yeah. Just to cuddle you. 
And probably, yeah, he'll be there lamenting the fact that Jackie couldn't make it. <laughs> no, she's coming this time, apparently. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. But thank you once again, listeners. Uh, so, like I said, the next month's going to be just uh, exclusive reviews that you didn't yep. have access to, mailbags and whatnot. When we come back, we are coming back with a bang with Trash of the Titans. The Fantastic. 200th episode. Fantastic episode. It's the Garbage Man. Absolutely love that episode. Yeah. Cannot wait. Thank you once again, we might listeners. Make that a, like, we'll, we'll make it up to you. We'll, we'll do like a two-hour extravaganza. Oh, it'll be fantastic. Because we'll yeah. talk about a holiday as well. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be so great. Thanks again, guys. Mitch, we'll get Ash and Nicola in. Do you have any, do you have any new final words? Or should they have been no, your final words? No, I think my rant counts as my okay. final words. Thanks again, guys. See you in a month. Shh.